Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Blog Talk Radio. Listening to the Pancakes and Power Slam Show by Crave Wrestling on Blog Talk Radio. Be sure to follow Crave Wrestling on Twitter at Crave Wrestling and join the Facebook fan page Crave Wrestling. Episode 308, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Pancakes and Power Slam Show. As always, I am Chris Featherstone. Follow us on Twitter at Crave Wrestling and join the Facebook fan page Crave Wrestling. This weekly interview tonight I have a, a star. I have a star for Ring of Honor, ladies and gentlemen. Uh he came right out the gate uh interfering in a in a title match just to show everybody who in the world is this and he hasn't uh, lost momentum since uh, he was in a tag team for a while, then he became a uh, member of the Rebellion. He was in a, a faction, and now, you know, he, he's spent a lot of times af- after that as a hired gun. He was on Caprice Coleman's uh, show. He's uh, doing a little bit of everything in Ring of Honor, uh, continuing to, to gain momentum and, and gain traction uh, for his name. He's had so uh, much experience working in the independent scene, and he is really making a name for himself in the professional wrestling business today. Ladies and gentlemen, I bring to you tonight 
Shane Taylor, how are you tonight, sir? I'm good. That was a hell of an introduction, brother. Thank you. <laughs> my pleasure, sir. My pleasure. It's a, it's a, an introduction uh, that uh, is totally uh, based on what you do, so you get the credit for that. So <laughs> I, I'm going to have to hire you, man. I mean, I, I feel good now. I feel like you should just go with me to, like, to the grocery store and things like that, just start announcing for me. As Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, clear the way. Here he is. <laughs> I'm saying. I'm saying. <laughs> Absolutely. The dairy aisle will never be the same. You know what I mean? Right, exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, since, your, since your debut in Ring of Honor, you've been really uh, turning some heads. You've been really – uh, causing uh, uh, some 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 attention to come your way. Uh, since the just, how did you get an opportunity to uh, compete at Ring of Honor? And uh, you know, you've been just really making uh, a lot of progress, a lot of steam so far. Let the listeners know uh, how'd you get uh, where you started and, and uh, where you are right now. Uh, you know, I was I I started and was trained in Cleveland, Ohio, by Raymond Rose. Uh, and a guy named by the name of uh, J-Rock, Jerry Myers, uh, Ray Rowe, obviously former Ring of Honor tag team champion, former two-time IWGP tag team champion with Hanson, yep. uh, War Machine, you know. Um, and for a long time, I was up there riding, riding around with them. Uh, they were taking me as many places as they could, showing me as much as they could. Um and then after a few years of that, Ray moved down here to Texas, and I was sort of, you know, on my own, kind of trying to do my own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, felt that I had sort of peaked where I was at. Uh, I was one of the best guys there in the area and really wasn't getting the opportunity to get in the ring with people who I thought were better than me. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the only way that you get better at doing this is to be around folks that are better than you. Yeah. Um, and I, and I don't say that trying to be like cocky or anything, but I just felt like I, I was at the same level as everybody else, mm-hmm. you know, but I wasn't getting any better. Uh, and, uh, so Ray finally convinced me to move down here to Texas. And since I've been down here the last few years, uh, have made tremendous strides, you know, uh, also, you know, with, uh, Wildcat sports in, Louisiana and, and, and different places like VIP in Dallas, uh, Wrestle Circus in Austin, and really just getting a chance to sort of restart. Yeah. Um, and when I went to Ring of Honor, uh, I was riding with Ray Rowe, uh, went to a few shows there, just trying to get my face seen and, and, and talk, talk to folks and network. Um, and eventually, you know, being around the guys and, and, talking to them and getting to know them, they found out that I was a pretty good dude and I was pretty okay at this wrestling thing. So um, they gave they gave me a shot. They liked what they saw, uh, gave me some critiques to work on. Uh, at each point that I came back, mm-hmm. I had improved where they said to improve. Uh, I had worked on the things that they said to, to work on, and, and that goes a long way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so e- eventually they saw me and Keith together, uh, and that was uh, their their chance that they thought that they could do some that they could do something with us. Yeah, awesome. And it's interesting that you mentioned Ray Rowe uh, because, well, first of all, I'm a I'm a fellow Ohioan. I was uh, still still live in Ohio, um, and proud My Ohioan. Guy. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and and one of the most uh, memorable moments that I've noticed in your ROH career. 
was the feud that you and Keith Lee had with War Machine and how mm-hmm. those stomping grounds and how it really uh, really showcased just a more reality aspect to it. And you were mentioned the things that you were just talking about, how, you know, you were trained by Ray and just really how, you know, he, uh, you know, look, you looked up to him as a, uh, as a competitor and things like that. And just how mm-hmm. that, you know, and how that's uh, led to just, you wanted to go out on your own. So it's, you know, that was one mm-hmm. of the, that was one of the biggest pieces that I remember um, the more poignant and more uh, storyline things that I remember uh, you, you know, be, being a part of. How was it, you know, really working with Raymond? You know, he, he broke you into ROH, and how, how did it all come about as far as being in the storyline with them? I mean, we just really played off of our real history. You know, mm-hmm. we've, we've um, he's one of my best friends in the world. You know, he's the godfather to my daughter. Um, we've, we've been tight since, you know, I was, 20 years old, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and when you're in there with your best friend, you're in there with a guy that you consider family, that you consider blood, you know, you're going to up the ante because not only do you uh, want to make them proud, but you want to prove to the world that they weren't lying when, you know, I, I wanted to prove personally that I wanted to make him look like not Stradamus. Like he said, hey, my guy is good. He's going to be great here. And then we go out and do it and, and, and we show them. Yeah. Uh, to me, there's nothing better than that. Uh, to be able to tell you that I'm going to do something and then watch you watch me do it, mm-hmm. um, that, that, that to me is very fulfilling. You know, so uh, I, we definitely wanted to go out there and prove that not only were we two of the best tag teams in the world, but if you give us the time and the platform to do something, we're going to make it special. Oh, yeah. Uh, so um, that was really cool. Yeah. I loved watching uh, you and Keith's matches against War Machine. It was just so hard-hitting and aggressive and just, uh, you know, no nonsense. And, you know, just to be a guy of stature, to be so agile, you know, in the ring and so strong mm-hmm. at the same time, it's really, it's really a component that uh, – it's not really, uh, not really seen in wrestling. You know, a lot of times people, uh, when they're when they're when they're when they're, they have the big man persona, it's kind of like you know uh, a little. It's 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 smaller wrestling and more character, which is great, which I'm a big fan of. But you definitely bring mm-hmm. an element uh, that is much different as far as being more agile in the ring. Now, what made you decide to choose that type of wrestling style? Uh, I, I've always been attracted to that style. You know, I've always been, uh, deceptively athletic. I like to say, uh, a lot of people see me and they think, oh, well, he's this, but I've been boxing since I was five years old. You know, I've been playing football and wrestling and track and field my entire life. You know what I mean? Since like middle school, like I'm a very athletic person, you know, and, uh, now that I'm changing my box that my uh, now that I'm changing my body up more to reflect that uh to reflect that 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 uh reality mm-hmm. um it, it it doesn't catch as many folks off guard yeah. but uh for me uh I've always been able to do these things and when you look at guys like Vader or Stan Hansen mm-hmm. or you know uh guys of that sort Bam, Bam, they, or Undertaker Kane like they always had they were always very big guys but had some 
you know, special things that they did athletically that made them stand out. So I wanted to be able to sort of mold myself in that image of being able to knock your teeth out, but at the same time, you know, uh, be able to run around and do the things that I want that I want to do as well. Yep. Uh, because if you're a well, if you have a well-rounded attack, that that makes you that much tougher of an opponent. Yeah, absolutely. And I was uh, saying, I think that uh, you, to me, you you have such a, a a comparison to Bam Bam Bigelow. I don't know if you've ever heard of that mm-hmm. before, yeah. uh, but I think that you have a you and Bam Bam you know, have a really, really similar style as far as being big man, but just agile. He would do, you know, uh, diving headbutts and moonsaults and all types of stuff like that. And, uh, oh, yeah. And, and you mirror that. A corner a bit, I was, we were talking off air, and, you know, just with it being Black History Month and, you know, the age-old, conversation that uh, probably will never go away is just the mm-hmm. uh the, the treatment of, of African American stars in the wrestling business. A lot of people complain about uh there's never been a a a, a, a black, you know, WWE champion and you know so many right. forums and things like that, you know, they they don't count the rock. This is based on what other people are saying. They don't count the rock cuz he's half black and half Samoan. And these are just comments that right. people say throughout the years. A lot of people don't right. count Mark Henry because you know he's was world heavyweight champion. They don't count Booker T because he was world heavyweight champion. Is that something that you ever thought about? Just as far as just uh, the, the the WWE champion aspect and just what are your overall thoughts on just African American stars in the pro wrestling business? Okay, that's that's a multi part question. So I'm going to do my best to answer it mm-hmm. as we go. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I feel like black people as a community really need to do is stop dividing ourselves mm. with things like that. Yeah. Um, we should be able to look at people's accomplishments and take them as a win for the culture mm-hmm. as opposed to looking at who is in what or, or you know, who is classified where because nobody else does that. You know what I mean? Like, like no other group does that. We happen to be the only group that does, mm. and it's to our detriment. You know, we we should be applauding the the fact that Mark Henry was a world champion. We we should be applauding the fact that Bo Luker T was a multi-time world champ. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like what whatever the whatever the case may be as to the circumstance is irrelevant yeah. because that's still a representation of our, of us of our our culture and even with the Rock. I don't care what he promotes. I don't care what you know when he does it or what or what he does but 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 the fact is he is who he is mm-hmm. you know what i mean and we should be able to see that and accept that and count that as a win like any other group does mm-hmm. you know um because it's not just it's not just one way or the other right. you know that's that's something that we can look at and take pride in mm-hmm. and he did it you know in a way that no one else has been able able to do it he could arguably be the best the best of all time mm-hmm. you know what i mean and that that should inspire us to be able to um to go forward and use that as a platform and as an example to you know to to only work harder mm-hmm. now when you're talking about the business aspect of it this is the thing 
you have in professional wrestling a sport with a majority of the fan base being one group of people. Mm-hmm. And in this business, it's about money and selling tickets and giving people something that they can identify with. So it's a very tough task to give them somebody that they can identify with that doesn't look like them, mm-hmm. you know. And the catch-22 is you could always say, well, you could showcase people in certain lights that would make them more um, that would make them more relatable and put somebody in that spot to be able to see if they could carry the ball. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. But no one really likes to lose money. So the threat, so the the unknown is the problem when you get to making those kinds of choices. Mm-hmm. Because while it could be wildly successful, it could not. You know, and then what do you do? Because then you'll always have the opinion by some, well, they didn't really give them a chance or yada, yada, yada. In, in the cases, it's tough. You, as as a professional wrestler that happens to be black, you have to be able to go out there and prove yourself first. Like, there are so many people, there are so, so, there are so many people that have to go out there and make themselves stars mm-hmm. as opposed to the company making them stars. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because they have to see that the equity is there. They have to be able to see that, you know, if they decide to move forward with you, it's a good business decision for them. Yep. You know, spe- speaking about, you know, Ring of Honor specifically, you know, before I got there, there was, there, there was a stigma of sorts that, you know, it, it's hard to be successful there if you happen to be a black wrestler. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I, I'm looking, and I'm, and I'm taking all of this stuff in, and I'm looking, and the world heavyweight, and, and the world champion is Jay Lethal. Jay Lethal, yeah. <laughs> exactly. He's also, he's also the television champion. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> so he, he's breaking new ground and creating these unprecedented, you know, feats and, and defending two titles on one pay-per-view and doing all this crazy stuff. And I'm like, oh, okay, it's possible. Mm -hmm. Is it going to be easy? Absolutely not. But it's possible. And while, you know, while there have been many, you know, that have come and gone that have a legitimate gripe, you know, it's, it's one of those things that I felt like, if I want to help change this culture or change this perception, I can't do it outside of the company. Mm-hmm. I have to be there. You can't change anything in this world sitting on the sideline. You have to be able to get in there, get your hands dirty, and, and, and help, you know what I mean, and, and be be the change that you want to see. Yeah. Um, I, I think when you look at the history of ROH, there's only been uh, two champions uh, two two black champions, one being Jay Lethal, the other being Kenny King. Mm-hmm. You know, and when you look at 15 years of a company and and the plethora of guys that have come in there, you think to yourself, holy hell, how how is that possible? Mm-hmm. You know, when you look at and run down the gamut of guys that have been there, that you know, that have gone on to other companies to win championships and gone on to be wildly successful overseas or in any other company they work for, and you start to think, like, well, maybe there's some truth to it. But then again, there's different circumstances for everybody, you know. So, um, again, it's 
it's something that is going to be a constant battle. It's something that's going to be a constant struggle. But it's also something that um, is is able to be in our control if we're able to continuously strive to be excellent. Yeah. You know, yep. uh, it, it's never going to be. Will 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 it be a, a harder road? Absolutely, but that makes us better for it because then no one can say anything was given to us. No one can say that we didn't earn it Mm -hmm. because when you're put in that spot, you have to earn everything. There is no other choice, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, So that, that, that would be, uh, that would be my answer, you know, to accept, accept the wins that come our way as a culture and build upon those Stop trying to quantify and classify, you know, who who was what or this and that, you know, um, because I'm sure they had the person there that was able to make them money like The Rock does, or, or like 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 The Rock did, or Austin did, or, or or Cena did, or Orton did, that they would be able to put someone in that spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, wow. the thing is, you know, we have to see who that is. Yeah, very well said. Absolutely well said. I, I I agree with you so much, and I think that, uh, like I said, it will be a, a tougher hill to climb, and it has been a tougher, <laughs> tougher hill to climb over the past oh. 50 years. But, uh, you know, as we've seen with Jay Lethal and ROH, I mean, if you're good, you're good. So that is, uh, you know, exactly. great greatness doesn't have a skin color, you know what I mean? So, and, and I think that right. uh, we saw that with just Lethal's achievement, your achievement, Kenny King's achievement, uh, you know, in, in, in ROH, you know, even to this day. Uh, so I totally agree with you. So there's some uh, events coming up. You got Manhattan Mayhem. You got uh, the 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 anniversary show, both in March, and of course you have Super Card of Honor, WrestleMania weekend. Any plans for mm-hmm. those uh, events? Any anything that you can tell uh, the the listeners what to expect from you, what to look forward to? Well, uh, as far as the first one you mentioned with the Manhattan Mayhem, uh, it was just announced that it will be SoCal Uncensored as Chris for Daniel's Frankie Gazarian Scorpio Sky teaming along with myself. I'm not in the group. I just happen to be working with them for this job mm-hmm. uh, versus Bullet Club, which is uh, Young Bucks, Hangman Page, and Marty Scurll. Um That was just announced, the eight-man tag there. Uh, at Manhattan Mayhem, so I'm excited about that um, for multiple reasons. Because you know, not not only am I getting paid by CD to you know to fight the Bully Club, but I'm all I've always been of the opinion that no matter what, uh, everything is an opportunity to impress. Everything is an odd opportunity to further my name and further. Um, Further, my career and when and Bullet Club right now, especially those guys, are the talk of the wrestling world. So, if I wanted to ever pick a time that was the optimum time to make a statement, Manhattan Mayhem would be the place to do it, yeah. uh, and that's exactly what, what I plan on doing. Absolutely fantastic! Looking forward to it. Let the listeners know where to find your social media. All right, fantastic. Uh, Twitter. Instagram at Shane216Taylor. If you guys feel like, you know, get some T-shirts or if you just want to look cool, uh, ROHWrestling.com, go to the pro shop. I've got a brand-new Knockouts for Everybody T-shirt. 
Also, please go to the ProWrestlingTees.com slash Shane Taylor uh, store. Take uh, yourself up some pretty cool merch and dice there. Uh, and I just want to thank you guys so much for the last 10 years. It's been an incredible ride, and I look forward to the next 10 being just as fun. Awesome. But a pleasure, Shane. Really appreciate the discussion. It was very awesome. I really appreciate your time. Absolutely. Thanks, thank man. you for having me. Thank you. Have a good night. All right. All right. Bring what you got. The measuring stick just changed around here, buddy. You're looking at it. Four corners. Three. Our mind. Let's go. The whole squad is making it clear. We taking this year. You know who we are, but you don't know why we here. So this is where the big boys play. These big boys play like who defies the living God. Get out the big boys way. Outsiders with the swoop in. We live as kings. You see in us, but our third man waits in the wings. And when the time is right, we shock him with the proper attack. I go for dolo, but ain't solo. Cut the promo in black. Hollywood Hendrix, Prizzle, pinning them. To the man, I'm that one again with the strength of a hundred men. With one intent to see the will fulfilled of the one who sent his son to give himself. But you rap about your gas and your rags torture. White coffins when I drop a bomb. My mic's awesome, never lost faith. You in all space, you can all skate, suffer, but never cripple. No bin walls in my cross face. From here to Saturday, Raven, anticipating. I was frostbit, now I am glacier, mixed with some Vader. Get to hawking with these animals using. God for my defense in Alabama We jamming, that's beautiful Bobby Eaton, me and Priest We the dangerous alliance, nah, the Harlem Heat Tie the do-rag before we do battle You're talking shit, you are what you speak This too sweet Till the number is took back We repping that wolf pack The foundation shaking, no mistaking Yeah, we shook that Trust in God, we trust Pushing forward, never look back Meekness ain't at all weakness Some people mistook that Stamping out this crook rap He turning the power we're on, on the razor's edge, leg drop after a power bomb. Tired of the lies, man. We bringing the truth through. Diligent and fruitful, the owners in our group too. It's good to be king. Sold out this war is brutal. We playing them war games. Our army go move too. You crew, I'm in the Raptors with a bat in my hand. And stand to shatter all your plans so they don't matter. And the grand scheme is that easy. We tag teaming, Steiner brothers, we love it, demand the win, establish it, this the clash of the champions. <laughs> this is where the big boys play, huh? We ain't here to play. And a special thank you, ladies and gentlemen, to the man, Shane Taylor from Ring of Honor, uh, the hired gun, the... Uh, the person who uh, gets paid a CD, as he would say. A uh, big match uh, at Manhattan Mayhem. Thank you so much uh, for coming through uh, to be on the show tonight. Uh, he will be with uh, Christopher Daniels, Frank Gazarian, and Scorpio Sky to go against Bullet Club. So that will be a a huge, huge match, and it should be very, very fun. we got so much to talk about today. Uh, tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we got some uh, chamber predictions at the end of the show. We got Raw and SmackDown review. We got the uh, the flavor of the week this week, which is the top five best WWE and, and, and NXT theme songs. So uh, we uh, we'll get five um, 
We'll get five from your uh, WWE uh, combined. So WWE, NXT, combine those two brands and uh, give us your top five, and we'll talk about that tonight as well. Without further ado, without further ado ladies and gentlemen, we have the co-host with the most, Evan Tech Proud. How are you tonight, sir? <laughs> I'm doing fantastic, doing fantastic, ready to get this show on the road. So without further ado, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, you know what time it is. It is time for the headlines. Here we go. All right, let's get right into it. Uh, of course, biggest headline of the this week. Uh, it's been rumored for a while, but uh, it uh, is finally it's finally here. It's finally revealed. Jeff Jarrett is the latest uh, inductee into the WWE Hall of Fame announced um, on Raw. Uh, well, confirmed on Raw, WWE announced it. Uh, NBC Sports, I believe, broke uh, broke it. Um, you know, there was uh, other outlets that uh, uh, they, you know that rumored it beforehand. PW Insider, uh, I believe. Uh, was one who uh, um, who who uh, just uh, rumored the news and, and you know basically uh, uh, broke the news. So yeah, it's uh, Jeff Jarrett, and and you know I I don't have an issue with this at all. Um, I can definitely understand people who don't agree as far as you know he basically uh, wanted to uh, wanted to put down WWE, of course. You know he wasn't gonna do it, but uh, he he was a he was a very very good foe uh, for WWE for quite some time. Uh, when when TNA was in its heyday, they did very well. That they, they were exciting. They, I enjoyed watching them, uh, and I yeah. think that uh, and, and you know I was a, I was a TNA apologist for 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 a while, and I think that uh, just. I don't know. It's just a uh, change in management, just uh, a bunch of instability. I don't know exactly what it was, but something made it just kind of <laughs> just kind of veer off. Um, uh-huh. And Jared, you know, when Jared was there, I definitely think that you know he um, he he knows about the business. Him and his father Jerry, and then you know. From from what I've heard, there was some some uh, diffusion um, between uh, between them. There there were some uh, some issues between them two, and um, you know, of course, there were some issues between Jeff and, and Dixie. And Jeff left, and then Jeff came back when he kind of uh, partnered with Dixie to kind of put his new brand GFW over. And then uh, when Anthem bought Dixie. Uh, they hired Jeff Jarrett back, and Jeff Jarrett kind of coaxed um, Anthem to put the GFW banner on TNA. Um, so, you know, it, it, but because of uh, his issues, his personal issues, that relationship didn't last uh, as well. Um, WWE sponsored him to go to rehab. He completed rehab, uh, and now... Uh, he's in the Hall of Fame. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame come come April. Um, you know, he revealed in TMZ that the WWE asked him last month in January. Uh, he didn't think twice about it, which you know, uh, not many people did. There's, I mean, there's over the years, there's been uh, you know a few names that uh, has declined because, like for instance, Hawking Tonk Man declined because of 
uh, scheduling issues. Uh, I believe Bruno declined for for a while before Triple H uh, spoke with him and, and kind of uh, uh, kind of uh, straightened out and, and kind of uh, uh, smoothed out that relationship. And now he's in the Hall of Fame. So uh, someone's asking, uh, does Jeff Jarrett own TNA Wrestling? No. Uh, Anthem Sports and Entertainment uh, owns TNA Wrestling, and the new executives uh, there are Scott Demore, who uh, was the manager or the coach of Team Canada when Bobby Roode and Eric Young and um, and um, who else was on? There was a bunch of people on Team Canada. Uh, P.D. Williams, um, I think it was in Team, yeah, Team Canada, and then. Um, Alpha or A A plus I don't I don't remember I don't remember his name, um, but yeah they were in Team Canada, and um he was the coach there. This was early. This was early like infancy of TNA when they would do all the faction, the World Cups and things like that. Um, so Scott Moore has been there for a while. I mean he's been in and out of of of, of, of TNA, um. So he was there for a while, and uh, came back, and uh, he he's one of the executive vice presidents now. Of course, Don Callis is as well. Um, the original team was Teddy Hart as their team captain with Jack Evans, Johnny Devine, and Petey Williams as his teammates, and then um, Petey Williams replaced uh, them as team, uh, um, Teddy Hart as team captain. And then uh, Jack Evans and Giant Divine. Okay, so Jack Evans um, and then uh, Teddy Hart and Jack Evans left. And then it was uh, Petey Williams and still Giant Divine and then uh, Eric Young and Bobby Roode. Um, So... Uh, so yeah, A one. No, that's his name. A one was the uh, was the other person. It was like the powerhouse. Really, really solid. Yeah. Really solid wrestler. Yeah. And in 05, you got the Planet Jarrett, and in 06, they were involved in the World Cup, and um, so yeah, there was a 2008 as well. So, you know, they were around for a while. Scott Demore has definitely been a part of uh, TNA for quite some time. Um. So yeah, I mean, as far as as far as Jeff Jarrett's concerned, uh, you know, he was a four time. Uh, wait, how, how many times was he Intercontinental um, Champion? I think let's see. Uh, I think he was maybe like six, five or six times, maybe. So he's he's had he's had some you know some good Intercontinental runs. The J E double R J A double F E W T E double T wasn't necessarily the best gimmick, but it put him over enough to, um, you know, get him in a in interesting, you know, feud with Road Dog as far as, you know, Road Dog being the one who really, you know, sang the song. And so, I mean, it was 93, 94, 95, you know, that it was interesting at that time. You know, he won the, uh, uh, he was feuding with Razor and won the Intercontinental Championship. So uh, he, when he, you know, got the crew cut and, and, and you know, um, Started carrying the guitar, changed the music, mm-hmm. you know, late 90s. That was when really was, um, you know, the 
as far as his WWE's career, that's when he really um, kind of had his heyday in WWE as far as success is concerned. Uh, he was yeah. Intercontinental Champion for uh, six times. Yeah, six-time Intercontinental Champion, uh, wow, one-time Tag Team Champion, European Champion. Uh, of course, you know he was the man in, in USWA. He was uh, real. He was uh, one of the top baby faces in Continental. I remember watching the Continental uh, back in the eighties. Yeah, won the won the U.S. title on WCW three times, won the World Heavyweight Championship four times. A million. Uh, so, uh, heavyweight champion USWA. Uh, he, you know, you can, you can. I mean, of course, count his um, TNA time, but I mean, he booked himself, you know, a chunk of that time. So, um, you know, you, you can count him. I mean, he's been. Uh, he was world. He was NWA champion while he was in TNA for six times. But you know, it was it, it, that's the same thing as saying like Vern Gagne. You know, was uh, was the was the a bunch of he had a bunch of reigns in AWA because yeah. was his baby. So you know, he wanted to make sure that uh, it stayed. Uh, Flair. Know, Flair. So Lee Flair had the book mm-hmm. too. Sometimes when he was champ. So, but I guess it's a little different with the times. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Right. With, um, yeah. That was his baby. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm going to get a, you know, me, me and Jared are cool. Um, you know, he's been on my show multiple times. When we talked off air, you know, I gave him a call yesterday congratulating him. And uh, always the nicest guy uh, outside of the ring. I've uh, been a Global Force and, and TNA Impact, whatever you want to call them, OWL Anthem shows, and um, <laughs> for, for for his body of work that he's accomplished, I will say that he deserves it. In the ring, you know, Jarrett was always okay. You know, he he just was just decent to me. You know, like a uh, trying to get someone someone currently, I would say, like. I would say a lot of, like a Dean Ambrose, you know, like, like you know, they, mm-hmm. well, I mean, Dean has more charisma, but you know, just in the ring, he's just okay. Um, yeah. and, and just inside the ring, I just thought Jarrett was just okay, you know, he had psychology, and, and I've, I've mentioned this to him, and like, like you said, I've, I've talked to the guy on my show when outside of the ring, but this is mm-hmm. his achievements in the business, you know, his dad, and then Tennessee and USWA and TNA and <laughs> everything that he's everything that he's done is accomplished. Global force and his contributions, it is it. Uh, you know, the 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 oh, my you know my baby tonight. Uh, remember that music video? Gosh, in the road here. Oh yeah. And like my said, day people, working hard on the go, but my hand on the clock keeps spinning too slow. <laughs> you gotta yeah. love it, man. That, that was uh, and I know, um, that was one of the best. <laughs> yeah, even uh, I think he was one of the one of the rockers that had uh, their first music video. One of one of the pioneers, and yeah, uh, you know that last he That's did, right. that last he did was something. You know the J E W F, and he he he, he was all out. For what he did, you know, something I heard from ex WWE stars uh, that worked with him. 
he took his different gimmicks, but he was 100%. He was the oh, yeah. J-E-double-F in the early 90s. And, you know, I'm talking about mainstream. You know, he, he's done in Tennessee, USWA. And then he went to WCW. Good gosh. You know, that horseman and that whole thing. He, You know what I mean? He was, he went through that. He came back and cut his hand. He was, don't make me mad. You know, don't, you know, uh, of course, you know, we don't cuss on the show, but don't make me mad. He cut his head with Dapper and Owen, and that's when he really started getting over. And he went back to WCW was slappy. So, I will say real quick, and then we haven't talked about Raw, but shout out to the married couple, the wife that was sitting at Raw. I don't know if you caught this, where she actually asked her husband, who is that? I don't know if you caught that, but that actually was on live. No. Yeah, let me. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I, I will see you the clip. Uh, I, I will see you the clip after the show. She was like, who is that? It is hilarious. But yeah, I'm happy for Jeff, man. I, give it to him. He deserves yeah, it. And I am. I, I, think, yeah. I think with, with him just coming back, you know, from rehab, Stuff like this really could boost. You know, sometimes people just need that. Uh, you know, they just need that. Uh, they need that encouragement. And I think this this could happen at a better time. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's a dispute. I mean, I, I he he was okay in the ring. You know, he he wasn't. Um, you know, he definitely wasn't. Uh, you know, the the anywhere near the best. Um, but you know. I think he was a solid player. You know, he he's not. I think it would be an argument if he was like headlining the Hall of Fame or something like that. That would be something different. Uh, no, nobody will be going to that. He's a solid player. You know, he he was a, he was a solid he was a solid hand. I mean, you know, he 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 reminds me of like the Miz. You know, like he uh, I can I can certainly imagine Miz going into the Hall of Fame, and I can. I think that the, the someone's like the Miz's career to me is very parallel to Jeff Jarrett. Not the best in the ring, solid in the ring though. Not not bad. Can put together some you know decent uh, matches. Great characters, great heels. Um, Miz, I, I, I would give might work to the Miz, but but Jarrett's not wasn't bad. Um, so I mean. You know, his guitar shots is, you know, he really became popular with that. And I mean, he, he stuck with it. He went with it. It worked. Um, so, I mean, really, I mean, that's, 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 that's it. That's it. You know, he's, he's, uh, he's, I think he's worthwhile. I mean, there's, I don't think there's any dispute of him being in the hall of fame. Um, you know, I've, I've met Jeff, um, you know, he's a very nice guy. I, I, I've talked to him off air. I've 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 met him. Um, you know, he he gave me some free, you know, two free TNA tickets and um I mean, so I mean I I don't have any I don't have any disputes on him. He hasn't done anything to me. Um uh yeah, it's uh, comment says that's a great comparison Miz and Jared both hate it equally. Yeah, I mean they both were they 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 both are solid heels. They both are very um, you know, they were assets to their company. Um, Miz is an asset to the WWE. You know, he's, he's, he's one of those people who um, can, can, is a very dependable hand, is a very dependable heel. He's hated. He does a good job. Um, and that's how Jared was. I mean, Jared was a, a very solid, dependable guy. You know, he did what he yeah, needed to is. do. Um, 
in WCW. He did what he needs to do in WWE. He did what he needs to do. You know, of course, of course, you know TNA. He was the main event player, but again, that was his baby. Same thing as saying like Vern Gagne, you know, in AWA. But as far as his time in WWE and WCW, I mean, he was a solid hand. I mean, there's nothing really you can complain about with uh, with Jeff Jarrett. I don't see how the I don't see how the argument against Jeff Jarrett going in the Hall of Fame even is reasonable. I mean, he's, um, look at the list of people who are in the Hall of Fame. I definitely think Jeff Jarrett deserves to be in the Hall of Fame more than. Um, uh, a handful of people. I was a huge Tito Santana, Mark, when I was a kid, but, I mean, he's in a Hall of Fame. Does he deserve to have a Hall of Fame career? Some would argue no. I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, so, uh, of course, uh, the, of course we get the, the, uh, the, the typical comparison, uh, the, the lowest of the lows compared to many people, which is Coco Beware. I was a big Coco Beware fan too when I was a kid, but, does Coco you know, Beware uh, uh, deserve to be in the Hall of Fame? <laughs> you know, a lot of people uh, say no. Godfather's with, with, with that, with, with that, I'll say this because <clears throat> I know we can go all, all, all day with this. Uh, we 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 may look <clears throat> you and I, Father Stone, because our lenses are different from fans. You know, we we're in the business as media. You know, we, we talk to the guys, we're in the inside, we've been a part of, you know, known, uh, you know, we've been to WWE shows. We are HBA friends all over. We've been backstage. I've helped put up a ring. I've been there with, with Booker and the Ellsworth and them. When you look at things outside of the fans' lens, and just look at wrestling as he works, it's entertainment. It's not so much about. Well, he's never been a world champion, but what has he done? Sometimes you got to look at the body of work and what has the person done to impact the sport. That could be rare. There's one, what, one title? He was tag champs once, but... Well, I think in the Georgia Championship Wrestling, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah Georgia, yeah, that's it. WWE, yeah. when, you know, he was more, more synonymous... You know, he, he didn't win anything. At the, end of the, at the end of the day, he really didn't win any titles, but his character was over. Everyone knows Frank. Yeah. He was big, especially for us. As our culture being African American, he was big. We could relate to him. He had a drop kick. Oh, yeah. So he, a lot of times, yeah, people got to remember, right, that it's not so much about title belts. Yeah, that's Flair. He had a 16. Technically, he's had over 20. You know, Flair joked around with Sting. Uh, when Flair, you would say, well, Sting, you probably got more title rings than I did. You know, you can look at title belt. Junkyard Dog is in the Hall of Fame. Now, I don't think he's in WWE, but he's a legend. He was only territorial. You know, it's you got to look at the body of work. And I think yeah, Ernie Ladd is in Ernie you don't know. Real quick, Ernie Ladd. Is the only besides Mom and Michael, and and I and I still see that Ernie Ladd was the first wrestler to actually be a Super Bowl champion with the Kansas City Chiefs, and to be a successful WWE Echo Superstar. Did he ever win a World Heavyweight Title? No. He was. He went anywhere. Definitely successful. Yeah. But he was a successful. Definitely. So you, you just gotta look at the body. What what is the golf club done? 
says he, he's won the IC title once, maybe twice. That's it. But Who? when you think of the attitude, no, the Godfather. You know, oh, he Godfather, yeah, yeah. Go- yeah, that's the Godfather being. Yeah. You got to look at the character. You know, the go- yeah. yeah, the Godfather was synonymous with the attitude era, with, with the whole train, mm-hmm. with the homes, with their image. Road Dog hasn't done anything in singles, but he's synonymous with. Any raise outlaw. So DX. let me go on that ramp real quick. Yeah, with DX. You just, yeah. just look at the body of work, man. If, if, if you come to yeah. Iowa and you say, say, wash your jar at being, we're going to ask you why not. We can give you 30 reasons. Yeah, I'm mean, not saying it because I know them, you know. Even when it comes to body of work, I mean, I think he has a solid body of work. I mean, like, uh, by the way, Mike, uh, uh, you just said he just came from SmackDown Live in Phoenix. Uh, let us know if there's a, if there is any dark matches or anything that happened oh, yes. afterwards. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, people could argue Coco's body of work as suppose as a, compared to someone else's. You know, who who did the territories? I mean, he was. Um, uh, he was a big name in, in Continental, seven-time tag team champion, AWA. Um, and so, uh, you know, he, IWCCW, I remember that. Um, I don't, he was a heavyweight champion there. Uh, so, and, I mean, you know, he was the uh, he was the top top guy in USWA. Uh, he's two-time um, Unified World Heavyweight Champion. So, you know, some, some, some good – you know, territorial, you know, championships, but definitely nothing um, of worth when it comes to WWE. But you know, he, he was uh, he was huge. He was uh, he he was a big, big, big name, and um, I, I definitely think uh, you know it, it is is definitely arguable with Coco. <laughs> but uh, Jeff Jarrett, I, I don't think there's any I don't think there's any type of argue. At all, someone said uh, they don't think that they would uh, have the Bushwhackers in the Hall of Fame. I don't agree with that at all. I definitely think the Bushwhackers deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. They, well, they, well, you know, well, why not the Bushwhackers? Okay, fifty yeah. years. I mean, she, I just I was I had a I had Luke, um, I had Luke on my show last year and um, met him at my boy Bobby Fulton's uh, event. Um, last year and just you know he's still going at it I mean Luke Luke was uh, in the event of that show <laughs> so 50 years in the business um, later so he's at it you know you got you got the sheep herders the, the, the work that they've done in Puerto Rico yeah uh, it, it's funny because people yeah people yeah the Kiwis yeah, the key, people look at Okay, the Bushwhackers, WWF. Yeah, they were characters. You know, we had the action figures. They were silly. But if you do your research, and if you look up the Sheep Herders, which, by the way, John Laronitis was one of the flag guys. He used to carry that flag. Yep. If you look at their feet with the, with the fabulous ones and the stuff they did mm-hmm. in Puerto Rico and the stuff they did, like, in the Kiwis uh, the and all over. So with the, yeah, with the Fantastic, yeah. They, 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 yep. There were some of the teams that invented, not really invented, but put on the map those bloody hardcore tag team matches. The Sheep Herders was known for bleeding mm-hmm. buckets. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, why, why yeah. not, man? But, hey, yeah, you know. I mean, um, go check, uh, go Google 
Bushwhacker, Luke, Pancakes, and Power Slams. Go check out the interview that uh, he had on my show last year, I think it was. I think it was last year. Maybe 2016, but I think it was last year. Um, WWE did sign Mahabali Shira. That is correct. Um, we'll talk about that another time for time purposes uh, as far as just people's thoughts on that. Um, Bushwhackers were a cool tag team but not Hall of Fame material. Uh, see, I don't, agree, I don't agree with that. I think that uh, they, you know, it goes back to their body of work. I think towards their WWE stint was kind of like the the end of their career. You know, like toward toward the twilight of their career. They they've been around since I believe the '60s. I mean, so um, you know, they were 20 years in their career. You know, over 20 years in their career. Um, when they went in the WWE, they didn't win a tag team championship, but the Rockers didn't either officially, right? I mean, so it's like they, they I think they won once and they kind of got it revoked from them. So, um, you know, the, the, it, winning the tag team championship is kind of like a shoe in, uh, the kind of, um, you know, in the Hall of Fame, but, you know, it's, it's not just because you win. Just because you were in the Hall of Fame, or just because you don't win the championship doesn't mean that you automatically are ruled out of being in the Hall of Fame. All right, for time purposes, we got to move forward. Real quick, The, uh, the that team started in 1964. So, yeah, um, you know, almost 55 years later. Um, uh, unfortunately, uh, Butch is not uh, doing very well. He's on the Hall of Fame uh, physically, but Luke is uh, – Still going, so uh, that's what it's uh, all about. And he and he can go too. He he owns his own gym, so he's not like, you know, he doesn't look like you know frail. I, I saw him live. He's still, you know, doing the whole, um, you know, the pit and the, the, the battering ram and all that. So you know, he's he's still, ple- you know, the crowd. He was over. The crowd marked out. So absolutely. All right, real quick. Here we go. First trivia question of the night. Uh, this is going to be random uh, trivia questions. There's some Royal Rumble. There's some WrestleMania. We'll get back to exclusively WrestleMania for the most part next week. But uh, this is kind of a jumbo night for trivia. So here's the first one. Sable versus Luna for the Women's Championship happened at which Royal Rumble? Sable versus Luna uh, for the Women's Championship happened at which Royal Rumble? Speaking of that, Ivory... Uh, was also inducted uh, last week. Um, big, uh, well, he also announced that Ivory was inducted. Um, big fan of that. Uh, I'm a big fan. Big, big, big fan of that. There's absolutely no dispute to me at all. So, I mean, you know, uh, Jeff Jarrett may have some dispute, but Ivory um, definitely, definitely no dispute. I, 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 there's no, there's no dispute for me at all. Um, with both. No, no, uh, speed at all. Ivory definitely uh, uh, great. deserves to be in there. Yeah, Ivory's uh, great chief. Yeah. Um, Killer Bees, no, they're not in the Hall of Fame. Um, uh, Legion of Doom, yes, they're in the Hall of Fame. All right. All right, so real quick, let's get into uh, Chris Jericho. He revealed the original Universal Championship plans uh, for WrestleMania uh, 33. Um, very interesting. Uh, it's one of those things that uh, Jericho kind of, you know, again, he just always knows how to put himself 
um, in the back burner. And so basically when Goldberg and Lesnar decided to extend their feud, uh, Goldberg said that uh, Lesnar said that he'd work with Goldberg. He he don't mind if losing to him in that short fashion if he wins the title back at WrestleMania. The original plan was Jericho versus Owens um, for the Universal Championship. Kevin Owens was going to retain the title until uh, WrestleMania, defended against Jericho. Jericho was going to def- uh, defeat Kevin Owens, and then uh, go and then. Um, Brock Lesnar was going to defeat Jericho at the next, uh, the following pay per view, which is which was payback. So uh, I thought that I thought that was very interesting. I, I you know, I, you know, people know me, I'm a big Jericho fan through and through, but uh, they made the better decision with uh, Goldberg versus uh, Lesnar as the Universal Championship match. It was a great match. It was it it, it served its purpose. Um, you know, both Evan and I were both there live in Orlando. Uh, the fans were really into it. You know, the fans weren't as into Jericho Owens, and and I'm one of them, and I, I'm a big Jericho fan, but uh, wasn't really too much into Jericho Owens. And we saw with the 360, the, the 365 piece, when Owens yeah. went to Vince McMahon, and Vince McMahon wasn't really into it either. I mean, he, he was a bit disappointed too, So, how, and I felt the how, same way. Uh, how, how was that, by the way? Um, I, I didn't get a chance to finish watching the rest of it, but was that uh, was the finished product did the 365? Cause I did watch uh, the first half of it. It was really good. Yeah, it was it was really good. They were uh, they're filming one with uh, Sting and Seth Rollins too. Uh, that should be coming out uh, soon. I saw some previews with, of with, that. With, and, uh, with both of them, or just one each. Uh, they they're interviewing. They're they're both getting interviewed together. So, um, a year after um, Sting and Seth Rollins, Sting had his last, you know, match ever with, um, you know, against uh, Seth Rollins. So, I'm really looking forward to that one for sure. Um, All right. So, um, Rodriguez, uh, we still don't have a stable versus Luna. I think I stomped some people. So, here's the answer. Uh, 1999 is that answer. 1999. Next question. What Royal Rumble did Scott Steiner compete for the World Heavyweight Championship? What Royal Rumble did Scott Steiner compete for the World Heavyweight Championship? Because nobody's finer than Scott Steiner. And if you, uh, if if I'm feeling really froggy, I'll do the math promo again. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, sunrise. Um, <laughs> Ankle knows he can't beat me. He's not even gonna try. <laughs> um, oh man, that, that's <laughs> hilarious. Uh, so uh, yeah, so R- Richard Rodriguez, Richard Rodriguez, he's in jail. He's uh, trying to. I mean, you know. He's ratting out people. He's uh, he's he's saying names. He said Josh Duhamel and Mark Wahlberg and Roman Reigns are three of the people who were part of this big drug distribution uh, kind of uh, exchange. They were clients of his that um, you know uh, bought you know purchased these uh, illegal substances and. You know, he um, 
just released a video explaining how athletes uh, take smaller dosages of uh, different uh, substances to uh, avoid getting tested positive for it, which is uh, interesting information. Uh, and then the next video that uh, he's saying that he's going, uh, Josh uh, Duhamel, um, or Duhamel, Duhamel, um, um, he, they they released his uh, phone phone records and text messages during the video, uh, which is done by um, John, John Bravo, uh, and so. Uh, Rodriguez and Bravo said that they're getting clearances from things like that, from from different things to to get to Roman Reigns' uh, track uh, phone records and um, uh, phone records and text messages. Um, it's it's not cool at all if he did it. Um, I definitely think that. Um, I definitely think that if you know, I think this was in two thousand sixteen. Or you know, it's around sixteen. Um, he got he got hit for Adderall when he was uh, suspended before um, for the policy, and I think this was beforehand. So WWE may wash it; they they may consider it a wash, or they may do uh, an Enzo Amore deal where you know Enzo Amore was terminated even before. You know the trial and and and, and proven guilty and all that, um, because you know one it, it's, it's it was just a bad PR move for Enzo not to tell him three months in and they, you know find out you know through media outlets. So WWE may you know they 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 may get to the point where this may be a they may feel it's a bad PR move as well. Roman Reigns is it's got so much stock in Roman Reigns to 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 just. Yank him. Um, if they, you know, they they demoted him beforehand when they when when he got busted uh, before when he tested negative. Um, they didn't keep they didn't have him in the world title picture for a while, uh, so they could do that again. Um, yeah, I mean he was he he was pretty good at U.S. champ. You know, he's feuding with Rusev and things like that. They could do that again. Um, but they've got so much stock in Roman Reigns that I don't know if they will do that. And then if they don't do anything, does it look bad on them? And so it's a really tight, it's a really tight position right now. Really, really tough position for WWE to be in. You know, when and uh, if and most likely when these tapes and these uh you know the, the 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 text messages and phone messages come out and is released i mean it it can be yeah. tough and, and you know we'll just see you know what happens they may uh written or replace roman reigns because this is a it's a terrible this is the worst <laughs> possible time you know roman reigns may get that uh much less of a, a paycheck for for wrestlemania um so we'll see. I mean, there's there's so many things that could happen. We don't know. Um, we we you know we don't know enough to make any type of conclusions right now. But uh, it is a very interesting uh, uh, you know topic and, and and it's developing. You know, so I think uh, as more yeah, developable, WWE will have more to 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 use to to make their decision to see where they want to go. 
Yeah, it can't be better timing, right? So we yeah, just gotta absolutely. I like you, just just gotta see how things unfold and see what WWE's gonna do. Yep, absolutely. I did see 99 here, so <laughs> Juan said I said that. Yep, you did say that. So you get credit for um, for 1999. Um, Royal Rumble to Scott Steiner. I do okay. I do see 2003 as well. So good job. That is the correct answer. 2003. Next question. What was the first ever Royal Rumble match? What was the first ever Royal Rumble match? All right, so next we have um, uh, WWE planning to hold a 10,000, 100,000-seat event in uh, in, in 2018, so uh, this year. So in in, in Melbourne, Australia, they're working with uh, the MCG. The Melbourne Cricket Ground. Uh, it's been it's been um, it's uh, it's been a an, an arena and a venue since uh, the 1800s, and um, they're looking to oh, to, to yeah. have some um, some some, some more attractions there. So they're you know reportedly negotiating with uh, WWE. The Sportster is the uh, the, uh, the outlet that uh, reported this. Um, and so I, you know, it would be interesting to see uh, the you know the thing is, of course, you have the dual the dual branded pay per views now, which um, uh, I'm not a big fan of because it you know it, it last time it kind of was the uh, precursor to the split ending, and I don't think the split should end because I don't want to see. Uh, it hurts SmackDown so much being on the same uh, channel as Raw when there was no split. It was like, it was like SmackDown. I mean, the Raw, SmackDown was like Raw light. It was like a two-hour version of Raw. It was, it was so not okay. I mean, just it just it the split yeah. with all the Raw that yeah, they have. They 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 need a split. I mean, if you want to really um, showcase names, they have to get a split. They have to keep the split. Um, Saying you know, dual branded pay per views. I don't like it. I don't like it because of a number of reasons. But here's the biggest one of the biggest reasons. It takes away the luster of the big four pay per views because what's the difference now? What's the difference between the big four pay-per-view and the minor pay-per-view? Nothing. There's there's no difference um, other than, you know, namesake. But what does that mean? Power you know, what, what does that mean nowadays? So uh, I'm not a big fan yeah, of it. Uh, and um, they, I mean, they were talking about NXT. You, know, you said NXT? You, you can see. I know they were talking about them. Go ahead. You said you can see. I was like, give a little feedback. Um, I can see why WWE is doing it. I can see why a lot of people are against it. <laughs> but um, I'm, I'm to this sentiment as you is. You need you need separate shows. And while still as we say the land of the giants, uh, you know there's over the top, rookies personalities. And then you watch SmackDown. SmackDown is more like the traditional wrestling show with. 
more about athleticism, you know, charisma, but it's more like the closest you're going to get to an old territory, to a, a Crockett or a Georgia or Mid-Atlantic, where it isn't so, it isn't driven so much on personality and character. It's more driven so, more on athleticism and, you know, just storyline. And like you said, if it's, it was going to be the difference with the Survivor Series and the Rumble or Mania or SummerSlam, which you're going to add Pyro back now. And like you right. said, it, 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 it takes away the, it takes away, like you said, the roster and the excitement of all oh, the Rumble, so we get to see Ron SmackDown together. Oh, it's Mania, so we get to see everyone together. Mm. You see it every week. You know, you yeah. see it once a month. Or the only other thing I will say, okay, if you're, if, if you're going to, you know, they're going to merge the tape, but they're going to make the tape now dual brand, and I'm pretty sure they're not going to do this due to money and commitment. What's wrong with cutting back on tape reviews? Why do we need a tape review every month? <laughs> you know, of course, you have to yeah, I mean, four. Even if you have, even if you have a pay per view every month, you see what was happening. What, what was so bad about WWE with the dual, with the single brand, the exclusive pay per views? was that they were having a pay-per-view every two weeks, you know, every two to three weeks, which was, I mean, that's right. that was the other side of the extreme. I mean, I'm totally fine with how it used to be when they used to have, you know, Raw and SmackDown pay-per-views um, each month, but not, you know, the, but not both, you know, pay-per-views each month. That was the issue. They kept having, you know, a pay-per-view every two weeks, which is which is a terrible idea. Uh, so, you know, and with this 100,000-seat, you know, venue uh, idea, I hope that they do it. I hope that they're successful with it. But, you know, right now their their biggest uh, names that are all, you know, their all-seas are Buddy Murphy, um, who did very well uh, on uh, 205 Live, by the way. Um and you have TM61, um, which is you know they're they're they haven't been pushed very well in NXT. I mean they're uh, big indie stars when they were the Mighty Don't Kneel. Um, and then you have iconic duo, uh, but you know they're T names. I mean they're they're nothing past you know a decent NXT you know, women's tag team. They don't have any type of um, outside presence than NXT. So, um, WWE live events, I don't, you know, certainly don't think that's going to, you know, fill up 100,000 seats. You could do an NXT event there, but you have to push the heck out of it. I mean, they went to London before, but they only, uh, London only did, they only did over, over 10,000 with London. So, it would have to take a lot of um, uh, a whole lot of promotion and some huge names. I mean, you better have the Undertaker uh, competing <laughs> on an NXT event or something like something. Just better get everybody of, to make a. You better make a big DLC pack. All the, all the fans yeah. listening to play video games, you better have a DLC pack, downloadable content of Sting, Stone Cold, Undertaker, Triple H. The Rock, you gonna yeah. need every single Shawn Michaels. You gonna need every single big star for the past for over a hundred thousand seat venue, and it's overseas. 
And I know that IWC is going to be mad uh, Why you got called a part-timer Well, because he still make more money And he still for bus yeah. He's more than 95% of the full-timers So you got to call the Sting You got to call the Rocks You got to call the Undertakers You got to call the John Cena And ratings you know, were higher he, Ratings were, right, yeah, ratings ratings were, were higher You got to call the Rocks was there. Yeah, I mean, it's right. just Simple as that <laughs> So um, you, can, you can gripe and complain all you want, but you're not the one paying the, you know, the, uh, you, you're not the one fronting the checks from WWE. So, I mean, that's as far as you can get with that. And, 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 and anybody that, that, anybody that may complain, just say, oh, why you need part-timers? Let's be basic math. And if I know you have a background of business and economics and have a background too. If you have a hundred thousand seat venue, Think about how much it's going to cost to rent the venue. Right. How much it's going to cost for you for the production. How much it's going to insurance. cost for travel. How much it's going to cost for insurance. How much is it going to cost anyway for any country permit. That's called, and this, this to think, how much money you got to spend on promotion, on marketing, on promotion, mm-hmm. on ads. So theoretically, hypothetically, if if it costs you maybe forty thousand dollars to do this whole show, everything included, you would have to make over forty thousand dollars to make some kind of profit. Which means you would have to think about how many tickets you would have to sell. And the only way you're gonna sell tickets is if you bring people that you're gonna bring in wrestlers that people wanna see. So that's why you bring in the part-timer. You bring in the Stings and you bring in your Flares and the Stone Colds and the Goldbergs and the Brocks and the Triple H's and the Rock. You know why? Yeah. People are going to come on and say, whatever money you yeah. invest, you got to make more than what you have initially invested on you to make a profit. That's the thing. Yeah, so exactly more right. Yeah, I've been a promoter for 15 years, and you have to make substantially more. To, in order to have an overhead... Uh, to pay all your expenses and to save some for the next one, you have to make substantially more. All right, for the sake of time, uh, we got a comment here. Could they give NXT an hour on Mondays because they don't have enough time in one hour a week to put all that talent over? Um, good point, but um, I don't want NXT to come anywhere near Raw or SmackDown. <laughs> they have a really good thing going on in NXT, and Raw and SmackDown is uh, – uh, and needs uh, for some help. Ricky Steamboat versus Rick Rude. Ricky Steamboat versus, versus Rick Rude. Great job. Um, here's a WrestleMania question for you. Who did Shawn Michaels beat at WrestleMania 8? Who did Shawn Michaels beat at WrestleMania 8? All right, so Flair gave his uh, four horsemen. Uh, you know, if anybody wants to, anybody in, uh, in the uh, live stream um, want to give their horsemen, uh, <clears throat> their four horsemen, go for it. Uh, but for a second time, we're not going to go. We're not going to go too much into it. Uh, he he said uh, Ziggler, Orton, Rollins, and and, and Reigns. Um, you know that that's not a that's not a bad four horsemen, but. Um, you know, I think, I think I, I with thinking about it, uh, with really looking at the I whole disagree. roster, 
I still I, I still don't think that, that. I, I really don't think you can really get any you know <laughs> four people that uh, can have anything close to the I mean, chemistry four horsemen have. I mean, hopefully, hopefully to two our great fans of, of pancakes and power swings and the Marshall don't beat me up for this. Can we let that die? Can we just let it rest? There'll never be another horseman. There'll never be another nope. Michael Jordan. There'll never be another Calvert Ken or NWO or DX or, or please. It is never. I mean, thing in the Undertaker will never play. happen. <laughs> That's a, you know right. <laughs> I wish you had the sound, but I would give you a boo for that. Hey, that's just still some hope. There's still some hope. But it's all this stuff die. But it's like the whole thing. We, we didn't see, I mean, come on, we didn't see Fortune. Do we, do, I mean, do, do oh. we even act like that existed, Fortune? Oh. In, uh, uh, Fortune, what, what was Fortune that group? is one of these. Yes, oh, and oh, what was the other group? What was that? They remember, remember they're coming. Did the, the, the uh, remember that? Oh, it was Sting and Jazz. Yeah, you're, you're talking about uh, Immortal. Immortal, and then then you you already you going to name Orton, who's been in the business on a cusp for 20 years. He was the air quote. They were they were the reincarnation of the Horseman of Evolution over 15 years ago. So it's like yeah. you know, come on, it's just. It's, Reigns doesn't even fit in the mode of a horseman. Orton, he was evolution. I hope mold him. I mean, he's already a legend. Uh, Ziggler, he Ziggler's to Ziggler being in a horseman is equivalent to when Mr. Perfect was in a horseman. Why? He doesn't need it. And and, and uh, what else did he say? Reigns. I mean, Reigns could, you know, Reigns could, you know. He has to get in ring work, you know. Of, of he reminds me of somebody that could be like a Barry Windham. I mean, not you know something like that. It's like come on, just let it go. It will never be a horseman. You don't care. There will be another horseman. There will be another NWO. Yeah. Now, if you want to resurrect the revolution or the radicals, then by all means. Oh, no thanks. <laughs> <laughs> That's 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 fine too. You can you can you can keep that buried as well. Yeah. So, uh, go ahead and go. Shawn Michaels. Uh, who does Shawn Michaels beat at WrestleMania eight? Still haven't got that uh, that answer. Um, and all right. So for the second time, we got a roll. Uh, Raw and SmackDown. What are your What are your thoughts on Raw and SmackDown? I I go to reverse. Uh, T fans, you know, listen to you. I've been doing SmackDown reviews uh, in the year. Uh, uh, Smack, SmackDown was okay, and, and, and the number one question is uh, Charlotte Flair needs some competition. She just does. It's like she's so good, and it's just to me she's just going through her motions. Uh, I, I, I'm sorry, I keep forgetting Bobby Roode is the U.S. champ. He's going against Orton and Fastlane. Yippee Yahoo! And and I, I love. <laughs> Corbin and AJ match, but it's like, okay, is Corbin going to turn face? And it's like, okay, yeah. now what's going to happen on SmackDown next week is going to be Corbin and yeah. AJ against Zane and, um, Zane and Owens. Overall, I, I thought I thought SmackDown was decent. Uh, Laugh out loud at the anime characters, whatever it was going around with the New Day. <clears throat> New Day still entertaining. Uh, I, I, I enjoyed Raw. Uh, I, I've, I've been high on Raw the past three or four weeks. Well, it's been really well done. The gauntlet matches was very well done. 
Um, I love Strowman. I just still feel Strowman's talking too much. I feel like he just yeah, he's he talking. Have him talk like five words, like the old. I keep yep. saying this, like like the Xena Warrior Princess Monsters of Hercules. Just get these hands, or just like Incredible Hulk. Um, I love mm-hmm. Najax being up on Oscar. Like it's over. I I, I enjoy it well. Um, Jared getting inducted was cool. Now, <clears throat> not gonna say what it is. There was a slip up in Raw. Uh, people sent it to me. I missed it. Well, Oscar and uh, Nia Jax, so I know that kind of went viral. But uh, I, I would say, kind of funny though, Finn Balor in tights to me looks like a little kid running around the house with his underwear on. It just, it, it, you know, like a little kid running around with his diaper. It just looks. Um, oh, and I'll say this real quick too. Did in my statement, I thought the part in the elimination chamber, the southern point was dead. After the first two, it's random. You don't know who's going coming and what. Why is this year's all these stipulations? Oh well, the Miz is going to go on first, and Elias is going to go come out last. Well, where's the luster of the the randomness? You get what I mean? You don't yeah. Like, okay, you don't. <laughs> the six was okay to me with Elias, but uh, to, still to this day, I don't understand why it's so bad to come in as first, especially since there's a triple threat match. So first, second, or third are the same. What? what what's it? It doesn't even exactly. matter. Second and third is, has no better advantage than number one because number one comes out first. And number one waits for second and third, so it just there, that didn't make sense at all. Um, someone's asking what's my uh, thoughts on the mixed match challenge. Um, you know, it, it was another it was another week. It was this one wasn't the wasn't the greatest week. Um, I do like the duo of uh, Bobby Roode and Charlotte. Uh, I figured that they were going to win, and it, you know, made sense. Apollo uh, dropping the clues because of. Um, uh, Nicholas Cruz, that uh, that really heinous act in Parkland, oh, and the yeah. affairs are certainly one of the victims, yeah. uh, family and friends of victims of the Parkland shootings in yeah. Florida. Um, definitely, definitely, like definitely um, you're you're in our prayers, and and uh, we we sincerely, you know, from I speak for myself, I sincerely apologize yeah. for. People yeah. like that, you know, in, in life that uh, just has no, you know, just have no regard uh, just for the, the, the oh. preciousness of life uh, that they're willing to, to, to take and remove others. Um, and so, you know, I, I uh, how, how close is that really that gets, that gets to me. That, that gets to me when someone, yeah. you know, I'm not an advocate of suicide. Uh, not not at all. But it's like you know, yeah. you, you're you're so selfish that you, you yeah. know, take other people's lives before you take yours. Um, so it's it's uh, you know it it gets to me, and I definitely uh, pray that uh, for the victims yeah, we'll of, of the Portland shootings and the family. All right, uh, yeah. as far as uh, Shawn Michaels WrestleMania eight, here's the answer. Uh, I saw a bunch of other answers that weren't correct. So El Matador. El Matador is the he's the correct answer. All right, so real quick, my thoughts on uh, uh, Raw and SmackDown. I think Raw was um, 
very wrestling heavy. I didn't do too much the forward, um, you know, as a go home show. I didn't do too much the forward uh, um, elimination chamber. Um, Seth Rollins, wow! I mean, he, um, yeah, yeah, I really like how the how they how they made him look like. I mean, that he is the MVP of of Raw uh, for sure. Talking about Monday Night Rollins, I mean, he earned every letter of that of that T shirt. Uh, on Raw, very very good showing by Seth Rollins. The only thing is, I mean, similar to what uh, the coach was saying, like, you know, he he went all that time, but if he loses, you know, he still won't go to WrestleMania. So if he does the same thing in Elimination Chamber, if he eliminates everybody except for the last person, he'll still miss out on WrestleMania, quote unquote, miss out on WrestleMania. You know, as far as the main events concerned. So um, I don't see Rollins in the main event. Um, I do think this was a needed uh, showing for Rollins just to kind of boost him up again, which was good. Uh, I agree with you on Strowman. Uh, Strowman's amazing, man. He's the man. Um, I'm interested to see what they're going to do with Strowman uh, come um, come come WrestleMania. All right, so let's. Uh, as far as SmackDown's concerned, uh, you know, decent. Um, I like my. I like that my boys, the New Day, uh, became number one contenders again. But the Bludgeon Brothers have been kind of interfering with with Uso stuff, and now they kind of came out when the New Day were coming out. You know, it's kind of weird to me. And then uh, you know, the the women's division is so depleted right now. Um, you know, their Ruby Riot is is, is going to go against Charlotte. And I'll be there at Fastlane, and I, that's, I'm just, the, the card just looks so weak to me, um, and Liv Morgan and, and, um, Sarah Logan, and they, they just need so much work, I mean, Sarah Logan was in the Indies, um, man, Liv Morgan, when they won, I just noticed, I noticed little things, and they, <laughs> Liv Morgan celebrated, and forgot that, you know, she was supposed to work her injury. Um, oh, yeah. And went right back to pretending that she was hurt. So, you know, just those little things like that just take some maturity. All right, well, th- ladies and gentlemen, we got the Flavor of the Week and we got the prediction. So let's go right to the Flavor of the Week. Here we go. We're going to talk about the, uh, real quick, just the top five WWE NXT theme songs. We'll be right back. It is now time for the Flavor of the Week. All right, I'm going to give us your top five NX, WWE NXT songs. Any, any Anybody from the live stream, if you, uh, whatever your favorite WWE NXT song is, just uh, let us know. And uh, Evan, what you got? Uh, you want me to do all five? Currently, just go uh, one by one. Uh, you just do. You can do your five. Okay, and this is all currently, right? Um, yep. Currently, there to be NXT things. I have no NXT because the ones at NXT I like to only roster. Uh, honorable mention just for last, uh, Mr. Wonderful WCW thing. Always one of the greatest. Um, five Oscar. Uh, four Bobby Roode thing, glorious. Three uh, New Day. Uh, two Nakamura and. My favorite theme right now in the WWE is the Uso Penitentiary. One day is. 
I didn't put them in my top five, um, but I, I, I like it. I, I like their um, their theme too. Um, here's mine. Mine is um, I got to give a sh- shout out to Velveteen Dream. I like his theme. Oh. Uh, my number five is Naomi. Um, number four is Asuka. Uh, number three is Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, number two is um, uh, Ember Moon, and um, number one, without without question, uh, without question, is uh, Undisputed Era. I think their their song, I did their theme song, is uh, absolutely amazing. I'm a big fan of their song, uh, and obviously Kyle O'Reilly um, <laughs> is a big fan of their song too because he comes out. Uh, playing the guitar like Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan used to do um, back in there, <laughs> back in the old uh, NWO days. Um, so yeah, it's a uh, big, big fan, big fan, big fan of the um, the Undisputed Era uh, theme song. So um, let's see, just let's see. All right, so let's get to. The flavor of the week, uh, and that was uh, as far as the the peoples are concerned. I see Alistair Black. I also see. Um, let's see. Also, real quick, uh, <laughs> it's not fast lane; it's slow lane. Nothing important ever happens at the interview. <laughs> uh, well, the, the the match between Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan. Um, was was pretty good, so I was. Uh, uh, I'll I'll play a little bit of uh, the Undisputed Era's uh, theme song as we uh, as we speak here. Um, yeah, I, I definitely think that uh, that that was pretty good. That was, that was pretty good part. So, uh, you know, it's it's one of those, it's one of those type of news that, that I agree with, and we can't afford to. Okay. It'll, be, it'll be better than this, um, December for this number. Uh, <laughs> uh, so if we are talking theme songs, Robbie, what about the top five old school theme songs? Uh, for the sake of time, we can't go further into that, but I love that topic. Uh, remind me, tweet at Craig Wrestling or at Chris Prolific, remind me about that and we can make that another Flavor of the Week topic. We're actually going to start getting your thoughts, your uh, Flavor of the Week topics. Send them to me. Tweet them to me. Uh, I'll give you a, a shout-out, and, uh, and we'll, we'll be your Flavor of the Week topic. Flavor of the Week, of course, leads to watching the show. Every every week, at the end of the show, uh, we have a Flavor of the Week. It's a random discussion topic. We've had list of you know, top five, top ten, worst, best, uh, the state of Hawaii, going back to the old days, talking about AWA, uh, you know, top five views and never happened. It is go through the catalog of, of pancakes and power fan shows, play the week every week, and you know, we've had six years of different topics every week. Uh, so, um, so yeah, that's basically the play of the week. So whatever topics you got, um, tweet at uh, Trade Wrestling or at. Um, uh, at uh, Chris Prolific, which is my personal uh, Twitter, and uh, uh, you know, we'll give your hashtags some credit. 
All right. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's get into the uh, Elimination Chamber prediction. So, um, yeah, I think that uh, there's some intrigue to this uh, Elimination Chamber uh, uh, prediction here. And, you know, I, I think that it, it could be it could be interesting. The first ever Elimination Chamber match as far as the woman is concerned. So we'll definitely see how that goes. And now, uh, you know, we'll, we'll definitely see uh, what's going to happen. So let's get into the predictions, ladies and gentlemen. All right, so we have, as far as the matches are concerned, we have four matches. <laughs> so the, the, the Elimination Chamber matches are going to be long. Uh, that's quite obvious. Um, actually, we got five matches because uh, it's not confirmed yet, but we'll most likely have the tag team match. So, tag team match: uh, The Bar versus Apollo and Titus O'Neil. Uh, the Bar. Say the Bar winning. Uh, you know, just to spice it up. Apollo, but, uh... Um. Just to spice it up. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go the bar. I'm going to go the bar. Although, they really don't have a tag team right now as far as just a big tag team match set for WrestleMania. So, I don't know. All right, well, I'll say the bar. Perhaps, um, you know, there might be some, some babyface tag team. Um, you know, some some babyface tag team may come up somehow, some way, and uh, you know, go against the uh, raw, uh, go against Seamus Cesaro. But it seems like Seamus Cesaro is going to have a uh, a spot in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal because there's no, no babyface, no very strong babyface for all tag teams right now. All right, real quick, Woken Matt Matt Hardy versus Bray Wyatt. There you go. I got a. Uh, I ain't woken. I ain't woken that hard. Yeah, I got Matt Hardy. Too. Like, Ray, Ray never really yeah. wins. Uh, well, he beat him at the 25th anniversary. He beat him on a, a Raw before too. So, but this is woke. Woken's time. It's gonna be wonderful. Yeah. Um, the Oscar versus Nia Jax. Excuse me. Uh, no brainer. Oscar's gonna win, sadly. I don't say she should win by DQ. I think Nia Jax should get disqualified. <clears throat> I don't think Oscar should okay. pin Nia Jax. Take a submit. Uh, so Nia Jax still look strong. Uh, and, uh, but I'm a big Oscar fan, so I definitely... Um, uh, yeah, I see Oscar. They're not going to break her streak. Um, women's women's uh, Elimination Chamber. Alexa Bliss. Bailey, Mandy Rose, Mickey James, Sasha Banks, and Zion Deville, which is a weak, very weak lineup, by the way. Um, who you got? Oh, man. I just want to know. They, 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 they have to make them, for the, for the women's elimination chamber match, that plexiglass has to be very thin if they're going to go through it. Because them women weigh no more than about 120 pounds. And they better not main event. I mean, they main event the Royal Rumble, and they didn't oh, no, no. better not main event this. this I agree. I, I got Alexa Bliss. This is a weak lineup. I got Alexa Bliss winning. 
I agree. I think I, I got Bliss winning as well. All right, so the men's Royal Rumble, I mean the men's Elimination Chamber, we got uh, uh, we for the number one contender match for WrestleMania 34. We got Seth Rollins, we got The Miz, we got Roman Reigns, John Cena, Braun, Elias, and Finn Balor. Who you got? How many people? Seven. Oh, was it traditionally six? Yeah, but overall they've uh they 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 had the match between um the five way week or two. Yeah, that's right. So yeah. I didn't want to add an extra card I didn't want to work that out. But we'll see. Um Well they're gonna have a triple threat in the beginning. Beginning, yeah. Um uh, even though everyone says Wayne's because of that quote him against Brock I say this throw swerve and have Braun Strowman win. And just come up with uh, something. I've got, you know, just, I don't think throw a swerve. I got uh, Reigns I got Reigns winning. But uh, I just do it a little different. I'm cool with it. I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm definitely cool with Reigns and Lesnar. It'll be good to see their match. England match a few years back was really good. Um, it definitely surprised a lot of people. We'll see Braun. Um, if, if, if Brock resigns, I think I can definitely see Brock and Braun, um, you know, down the line. So I'm definitely cool with Reigns for sure. Some of All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, <laughs> some of the women's uh, chamber botch fest. I can definitely see that. So. Uh, but I see some people saying Mickey James is the winner. I like that idea. Um, oh, uh, Sasha Banks, someone says Sasha Banks. I think we'll see Alexa Bliss going as she uh, She hasn't really done much uh, recently, uh, but I definitely yeah, see her going in as a heel. She's the strongest heel other than Nia Jax, but um, so I definitely see her going in as champ. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. Of course, we want to thank uh, our boy Shane Taylor from Ring of Honor to be on the show tonight. Uh, thank you so much for uh, all of your wonderful, wonderful, yes, uh, <laughs> uh, showings and, and, and efforts and exhibitions and competition and uh, display and everything else you want to add and those synonyms uh, at Ring of Honor. You've been, you've been doing a fantastic job uh, since uh, your debut and uh, you're, there's a bunch of momentum going on with uh, Shane Taylor. Of course, follow Crave Wrestling at uh, uh, tw- on Twitter at Crave Wrestling, follow Chris Featherstone at Chris Prolific. Of course, join the Facebook fan page, Crave Wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of Evan Tech Proud with Under the Mat Radio, Tuesdays at 7 o'clock, yeah. this is Chris Featherstone. Episode 308 of Pancakes and Power Slams. Until next week, ladies and gentlemen, enjoy Elimination Chamber. Enjoy your week of wrestling. God bless. Have a great week. Good night, guys.
tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.